0: Coming to you from the m M&M Studios in beautiful Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, Jabaloo Enterprises is proud to present the Health and Humor Show with your hosts Maureen Sullivan and Kevin Michaels, a mix of humor, education, and entertainment that we hope will amuse, educate, and enlighten you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your Easter edition of the Health and Humor Show. Happy Easter Sunday. This is April 17th, 2022. This is your co-host, Maureen Sullivan, and the better half of this team, Kevin Michaels. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. And yes, we're um, not going to do most of our usual stuff today because we have another special interview for you. Maureen will tell you a little bit more about that in a few minutes, but... We will, as we always start out with our sponsors and our lame joke of the week. Okay, a reminder we are coming to you on the platform Podbean.com, the health and humor show. com. We are also on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcast, and Audible, TuneIn, Pandora, and Spotify. A shout out to the teams at ukhealthradio.com, home of Health Triangle Magazine and HamiltonRadio.net out of Trenton, New Jersey, with CEO and founder Gene Piero. Both of those platforms cross-promote us each week on their platform and keep our numbers through the roof, ladies and gentlemen. So please show some love again to UKHealthRadio.com and HamiltonRadio.net. A shout-out to the team at PedagogyEducation.com with CEO and founder Capra Garrison, as well as the team at HumorOutcast.com with CEO and founder Donna Kavanaugh. We've got a shout out to our friends at Good Music Africa, as well as Shakedown Radio out of Australia. And as I remind you every week, just head over to my website, maureensullivanrn.com, and you'll see links to the shows, the social media links, links to books and blogs that I've written, and so much more. Again, maureensullivanrn.com. Did you stay with me, folks, Easter Sunday, I know you got a lot of plans, but very excited about this show. So first... A little housekeeping, the lame joke of the week. So lame, single sentence here. Where do hamburgers go to dance? The meatball. That's brutal for a <laughs> vegan to have to read that. Brutal. Had to, had to pause a little bit for that one to sink in. But okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me uh, again just tell you about another, well, I would call it part two of a showcase interview here. Part one, which you listened to last week, was uh, with Bridie Reed on World Vegan Travel. And um, I'm so excited to tell you that it was so well received, she came back and did a part two. So this again is Bridie Reed, the co-founder of World Vegan Travel, and she is going to discuss in detail tips and tricks for vegan travel. So. I'm going to start this out in a second here, so grab a pen, grab a paper. Again, social media links will be up all week here. Please follow her, ask some questions, show some love. So sit back and enjoy an interview part two with Bridie Reed. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm delighted to welcome back to our platform, Bridie Reed. Um, In a previous episode, we interviewed her. She is the co-founder of World Vegan Travel out of Squamish, British Columbia. We talked about international travel and the pursuit of a vegan lifestyle, and they are compatible with each other, (laughs) and uh, it was so well received. Bridie has uh, granted us the privilege of having her back again to discuss tips for vegan travelers, as you might have heard on the previous episode. Um, As a relatively new vegan myself, I have a lot of anxiety about just basic travel so we're going to take it up a notch here and hear from the expert because you are an expert variety tips for vegan travelers so welcome back hi Maureen thank you and thank you for having me back here I'm delighted that you're back here your your first interview is being very well received here so I'm very excited for the opportunity to to keep it going here and um, I will say triple excited here instead of double
1: excited. Triple that I will be on a future episode of your podcast. So, a lot Absolutely. of people. Here. I can't wait for people to hear about uh, your part of the world, so that they yes. can maybe come and visit and enjoy um, beautiful Tennessee.
0: Definitely, definitely. So you have uh, offered to give us some tips on vegan travel, um, focused on the holidays, but there's some generalization there as well because. What, you consider a holiday somebody else might just consider a basic weekend getaway here <laughs> so
1: okay sorry maureen i just want to interject for a moment when i said holiday i meant vacation okay. okay not 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 thanksgiving
0: okay yeah and that's a good thing to point out because depending on where our listeners are here i, I know that it is a it is a term used uh in, in variety of settings here because i have relatives and Ireland and Scotland and that and they're all the same we're going on holiday and I'm like the holidays aren't for a few more months yet so thank you for for clarifying that
1: no problem no problem um yes so from where I grew up and and uh was raised we used the word holiday instead of vacation um so yes I must have been very confusing that must have been very confusing for Maureen when I explained that to you so yes but I do
0: mean Yes, go ahead. No, I was going to say though, what we term the holidays—you know, the Thanksgiving and the Christmas—do you have another um, a, another phrase? Great right question. We
1: usually day? just call it by what it is: Christmas, okay. <laughs> Easter, Halloween, um, uh, Guy Fawkes Night, uh, what Labor Day, whatever it is, we okay. would just call it like that. So yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? But we're definitely going to be talking about vacation travel tips and they could be um it could be domestic travel or in some cases they're only specifically for international travel but i hope they'll be helpful for people listening i'm excited i'm excited as i say here the platform is yours (laughs) brady fantastic thank you maureen okay so i have nine tips for listeners today about vacation travel so we'll just sort of go through them and um if there's anything that's not clear, Maureen. You please make sure that you let me know. So the first thing I think is, really, we need to maybe, depending on on what our mindset currently is, we might need to change our mindset a little bit, in order to not have, um, not have our, you know, change our expectations perhaps, and maybe sort of just change our attitudes a little bit. And, Something that Colleen Patrick-Goudreau, a dear friend of mine tells me, and I think it applies here. And in fact, anywhere or in any experience that you're having a vegan is really like the lens that you look through. Like if you look through a lens of lack, that is generally what you will see. And if you look through a lens of abundance, then that mm-hmm. is what you will see as well. And, you know, when I went vegan, I generally thought, well, um i can't eat all of these 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 seven or ten foods like chicken milk dairy all of these kinds of things oh dear that's terrible but actually when i look through a lens of abundance i see incredible f- fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds that i've absolutely never tried before so changing that mindset a little bit can be really helpful And of course that applies to travel as well you know maybe there's some really interesting plant foods in the destination that you're going to that you can try out. Um, And also, you know, it can also be an opportunity to practice acceptance as well. And if we can accept more easily that sometimes we're going to eat really, really, really well. And sometimes it'll be a little bit ordinary. Now, I will tell you, as somebody who has traveled quite a lot in their, I think, 13, 14 years of being vegan, I have never once gone hungry and I've always been able to stick with my values. So, you know, have I always eaten at the most healthy when I travel? No. Is it always the most delicious when I travel? No. But, you know, this is the same for any traveller, any person that's travelling, you know, uh, sometimes people will eat incredibly well um, most of the time and then there'll be a few sort of like bad experiences. And it's the same here being vegan as well. So if you kind of make that those little mindset uh, tips that could maybe be helpful.
0: I agree with you though, because we've done international travel and what we always remind ourselves anywhere we go is that we're a guest. And so mm-hmm. what you said it is very profound here. You have to go in with an eye of acceptance and, and you can't expect that everybody will change their, their way of life to accommodate your few days of visitation. So it, it that is a very um a strong um thing to start with, a strong topic. And I appreciate that because I know mm-hmm. a lot of people go, oh, this is, oh you know, this just doesn't meet my standard. Well it wasn't it wasn't meant to meet your standard. <laughs> you know, you exactly. are but a guest.
1: You are but a guest. <laughs> exactly. And if you if you live in a place which has you know incredible vegan restaurants and you'll um and you know and then you go to a place that maybe isn't necessarily so vegan or friendly then of course but you know i invite people to consider that it's not always about the food like sometimes we go to a place because it has incredible beaches or the scenery is absolutely stunning or there's a really interesting culture you know sort of fixating on on the food all of the time and looking at it as an ad, looking at it as an added bonus can be helpful okay so I have a, some, my second tip is to use apps and sites to help you. Now, um, I'm sure everybody knows about Happy Cow. This is like the, yes. the standard one that everyone knows about, and it is excellent for those people that don't know. It's an incredible database with an app um, that identifies for you uh, vegan, vegetarian, and veg-friendly restaurants, as long as other bits and pieces as well, like health food stalls and and sometimes even um, bed and breakfasts and food trucks. It identifies a ton of them. It has a very active community. It's very well used. The information is very, very accurate. And what I really love about the app is that when you turn it on and you use your GPS, it will tell you the uh, places that are closest to you. So, you know, when you're when hunger strikes in the middle of Rome, you can just flip it on and okay. surprise, surprise, there's, um, there's a place that has great gelato, just 300 meters from where you're standing, click on directions and you're there in two minutes, you know? Definitely. so So Happy Cow is really, really good, but I don't want to um, say that there's only Happy Cow. There's very often in different countries, there'll be like specific destination mm-hmm. guides. And these are really, really helpful. And they're often built for the domestic community. So here is an example of one. Um, there's a really fantastic one in France called Veggio Resto. Now, of course, not everyone is going to France, but it's like a French version of Happy Cow. And you don't need to speak French to use it. It's all very visual. It's all very easy to use. and. You know, you can you can I find that when I compare France Happy Cow to Veggio Resto, then I do find that Veggio Resto has more listings, more reviews, and it's a little bit more helpful. And it's also interesting to note that Happy Cow has a particular policy that um, when there are a lot of vegan restaurants in a particular area, they are more selective about which veg friendly options they will allow listed onto their site yes um they also have um if a veg friendly friendly restaurant has great vegan options but they also sell foie gras as an example then they won't they won't list that they have certain standards now um now um Vejo resto might not have the same policies and as such they might it might yield different results so while not every country will have an an app like that that's maybe well designed you'll probably find that there is a ton of and there are other apps or other particular specific sites i can't remember the name of it the other day but i was doing some research and i found a really really amazing south africa website with a ton of really great information so those kinds of places, those kinds of apps are really good. The travel oh, until- guides
0: too. I'm sorry, and the uh, the hand the hand guide. You know, the, I'm sorry, the books, the travel guide books. Just get an up to date one, and I guarantee there's a whole restaurant section. At least every one that I've ever opened, and uh, you will look like the the quote unquote tourist on holiday.
1: But <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. that's fine. No, that's fine. That's what we are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would also like to invite people to consider um, having a look at veggiehotels.com. So veggiehotels.com is a database. I think it's put together, it's a German one, I think, but it's in English. And it has a listing of all of the vegan, vegetarian, and very veg-friendly hotels around the world. Now, um, do they have... Does every city have a vegan hotel or very vegan friendly hotel? No, but for some people, let's say, for example, they're planning on a trip to Italy in in a particular region, then they might like to go and check out that website to see perhaps maybe there is a um, vegan or vegan friendly hotel um, in that particular area that they might decide to choose just because it is really vegan friendly. So veg, veggiehotels.com is a really excellent site. I'm always surprised when I go there. At the moment, I'm researching a French travel guide. And even in France, they don't have necessarily like really, you know, really good, big, luxury, vegan French hotels. But there are quite a few sort of little small table dotes they're called, which is like um, uh, a small small hotel with half board, like breakfasts and dinners that are in little corners of really undiscovered areas of France so these these are really really fun and they're often in really beautiful places and by choosing that place you might actually get off the beaten track a little bit.
0: Righty can I ask you for these uh the the veggiehotels.com which I will look at after this interview here when you say vegan friendly, is that related only to the the foods offered or a vegan, you know, the no leather products, et cetera, et cetera, you know, no soaps, anything like that. Because I know that there's a, at least here in the States, there is a strong delineation between um, what I would say plant-based being vegan and a vegan quote unquote lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, that would really be that would really be specifically listed uh, on the website. So if you go onto Veggie Hotels, you'll click on France, for example, and then you you can filter by vegan or vegan friendly or whatever. But if you were to click just all of France, every hotel has a page, and then it gives a lot of information. Now, a vegan friendly probably is about the food and not necessarily the furnishings, for yeah. example, and. For example when my partner and i travel we always try to and we can't stay in a vegan hotel of course that's not always possible we'll request feather free sheets um uh that that kind of thing because we don't particularly want to put our heads on on those things um but yeah it probably um is to do with the food and there's probably more specific information on the page of the of the site wonderful
0: I'm writing down, I'm writing down all these apps and sites and I'll, I'll be sure and list them on the uh, write-up for this week's show as well.
1: Fantastic. Mm -hmm. My last site or yeah, my last site is um, vegvisits.com. So veg visits is like Airbnb, except for vegans. So um, I, I spoke to the founders of this site and I will tell you they don't have listings for every place in the world you know it's the hosts I feel like in recent years Airbnb the standards for Airbnb have just got so high you know it's basically like this incredible you know a lot of the time there's such beautiful places to stay and really unique you know veg visits definitely is more going back to how Airbnb was a while ago, where people would rent out a room in their house. But I would invite people to consider that this is actually a really, really fun way to travel because you can it's usually very reasonably priced accommodation. And um, you know that the house that you're staying in will be vegan. You'll very often get access to a kitchen, um, which is really helpful. And also, you know, I will say that when vegans meet vegans, they really like to talk. Maybe you can go out to dinner with them and have a, you know, have a local experience with them and get lots of top tips. So vegvisits.com is another exciting um, place to check out. My third tip is to get excited and to prep a little bit ahead of time. So. There are a few different ways that I like to do this. Um, And the first one is by checking out bloggers articles. So just with the nature of blogging, uh, um, it's in bloggers, blog writers interests to create the most comprehensive and up-to-date information they possibly can in their articles. That's how Google ranks their site. So you will often find if you Google for example the ultimate guide to madrid sorry the ultimate vegan guide to madrid you will get the the answers that are up there on the top will just blow your mind as to just how much information is on there in regards to you know some really cool vegan finds or and i found that they have guides for everywhere you know like um of course we can imagine that paris is a very very saturated but you'll find you know the vegan guide to the dordogne or um in france or the vegan guide to this really obscure region in italy the vegan guide to azerbaijan you know it's just absolutely incredible what's on there and because of the nature of blog articles they can be updated very easily and the time frame from when their research to when they're printed is much shorter than it would be for a guidebook. So, you know, I'm not dissing guidebooks at all. I think they're super helpful, but these can be another thing to have in your back pocket as well.
0: I have to laugh when you say that because every guidebook that I've ever bought before I'm into the first chapter, they're like, be sure and check for the updated version. So I totally agree. The timeline is a little skewed when you
1: want the most up-to-date here. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. And my other tip is to, if, if this is your thing, you know, you don't have to, if you like to be more spontaneous, you don't need to do it. But I sometimes like to star the things that I'm going to do um, or places I'm going to eat on Google Maps ahead of time. So Google Maps has this sort of starring function. Um, you can click on a listing and you can star it or you can put a little flag saying, which means I want to go there or I loved it or something like that. So you can Star these different places around town, which can kind of help with your planning. So, for example, if you're going to the Colosseum in in Rome, um, you find yourself there, and then you can see that there's a few nice places to eat around there. Um, or, you know, if you look at all of your starred area, starred map, star pins on um in Rome for example you might decide based on that where you might like to stay you know do you want to live do you want to stay where there's a a lot of vegan restaurants around you maybe you do I don't know but that's something that I do and also you can use um hashtag vegan plus your destination that you're going to uh, when you're researching as well so um for example hashtag vegan Valencia in Spain for example You will often see a lot of really amazing um, little undiscovered gems there that maybe haven't been written about yet or something really cool. So um, doing a little bit of hashtag research can be helpful as well. Okay, my fourth tip is if you're staying at a resort or a hotel where you expect there to be a lot of meals or even just, just breakfast, then... I invite you to really co- to contact the hotel ahead of time. So that can be writing a little email, um, asking them to pass on to the food and beverage manager. Um, you know, sometimes we're on holiday and we just don't want to deal with this or bother with it. And that's absolutely fine. But for me, um, I always quite like having these conversations because... Uh, it could be, not necessarily, but it could be a little bit of education for the staff there. And um, um, so for example, I will contact the hotel a little bit ahead of time. And if it's you know a place that I'm spending a lot of money and I'm gonna be eating a lot of meals there, I feel like I, I am justified in doing that. So, so often I'll send an email and say, we're expecting to be spending quite a few nights eating in your resort restaurant. It would be really great if you could have a bit of a think ahead of time, um, uh, and let's and uh, and maybe produce something so that you know we will we'll have a nice experience. And then when I check in, I might ask to have a very quick meeting and just introduce myself and say how excited I am um, to be eating and see the kinds of things that they've prepared. If they don't have a vegan menu already. And then I'm always sure to really give a lot of really great feedback as we're going along. Um, to say this was absolutely fantastic, well done, that was so delicious. And next next time, maybe you might consider this. You know, not everybody wants to be doing this when they're on holiday. You don't have to, but it's something that I like to do. Uh, you can also um, ask for specific things as well. For example, uh, you can ask for maybe make sure or confirm, I think most hotels do it this day, but these times, but um, make asking for some non-dairy milk. For me, that's really important for coffee in the morning. Uh, I, I can do most things, but I um, without it being vegan and make do, but I would really like to have non-dairy milk. And if that's impossible, like I'll, I'll bring my own. But my fifth day is to, Try to stay healthy. Now, I think we, everyone, no matter what they eat, they can tend to, uh, let's say, fall off the wagon a little bit when they're on holiday <laughs> and indulge a little bit. And of course, that's fine. We're on holiday. We don't have to be eating really healthy. It's off off um, a super healthy, very, very vegetable, nutrient-dense, um, Uh, diet is not going to be the end of the world unless of course you have some sort of health condition but you might find yourself eating a lot of refined carbohydrates and as a result you know you might not feel your best um, and you know you want to feel good when you're on holiday so I really encourage people to you know once a day maybe once every couple of days especially if you're staying in a resort maybe if even if there's nothing on the buffet that would fit this criteria, but maybe just asking for just a plate of steamed vegetables and just to really try to up your nutrition and so that you feel a little bit lighter, a little bit more energized, for example. Um, making sure that you're taking uh, your your vitamins and um, maybe asking them to make you a nutrient dense smoothie could be a good idea if, if that's doable. And uh, and sometimes some people, like I remember when I was uh, trekking in Nepal, where I ended up eating a lot of refined carbohydrates, they just don't have that many vegetables up in um, up in the high areas of the Himalayas, obviously. So I took lots of freeze dried vegetables, like broccoli, freeze dried broccoli that, that were really great things to have and little green sachets as well, just because those kinds of things they make me feel better.
0: right?
1: So please.
0: I, I fully appreciate that because I know that a lot of people like we love to um, do cruises, but you will see that mentality that I've paid for it. So I'm just going to eat, eat, eat. And about, you know, less than a few days into a long cruise and people just start feeling miserable. And it's just like you did not spend all this time and energy to reward yourself with such a beautiful vacation and then overindulge, whether it be you know, poor processed foods, or in a lot of cases, a lot of alcohol because, well, I paid for it. And just because you paid for it, <laughs> you know, you paid for access to it. I shouldn't say you paid for the privilege of overstuffing, but I, I totally agree. Why, why risk when you have options? And, you know, most of the time you have some option. Why risk feeling really bad on something that you've worked so hard to, to arrange, which is, you know, the travel itself? And it is about the travel. But I like what you're, you know, saying about opening that dialogue, because nowadays, it's been my experience as a health care provider, so many people are on some version of, um, I won't say a restricted diet, but they have dietary restrictions for health, whether it be a low sodium, gluten, this and that. So, and I've also seen, especially as we come out of this pandemic, that the hotel and travel industry, they really want your business. They really do. And so I don't think that the majority of them would have any problem accommodating somebody in exchange for building a good customer relationship. So mm-hmm. as, as my friends have always said, what's the harm in asking? You know, if nothing else, open that dialogue. And like you said, one, you may open some education opportunity. Two, you might find out that the person you've open that dialogue with is also a vegan and then you've you've got a new friendship going forward so exciting indeed to just you know adventure out there and, and look for the opportunities within
1: I absolutely agree Maureen uh we see more and more a shift from you know this this it's our way or the highway kind of idea from it's restaurants and hotels and I think partly if that is for good or bad it's you know they depend so much on reviews for for everything uh so as a result i think they're more accommodating and i also think now that there is a better understanding about why people are going vegan um whether it's for environmental for the animals and so they understand what it is and they understand why people are doing it. i think most people even if they they don't want to do it themselves they can respect it a little bit more and you know if i have a really good vegan experience then i'm going to shout it from the rooftops um and and you know i much more than maybe a non-vegan would and uh as a result you know what little influence i have um will definitely be be shared amongst my it it will be shared amongst my influence let's say Mm -hmm. that and, you know, I, I recommend places all of the time that I feel I've had a good experience in. And um, I know some people do do um, keep that in mind for when they're looking to travel or dine or whatever. So, yeah. Okay. My seventh tip is to self-cater. Now, I know this um, isn't for everybody. People want to just relax and have somebody do the cooking for them but this is always a really good option um particularly if you're staying in a place where there's not a lot of restaurants around at all sometimes that will just be uh just be the only choice for you if you want to stay in a particularly rural area or um, a natural area and I would say that even even in very rural areas now there are quite a few vegan options in the supermarket. And you can cool. always bring something from home. Um, you know, bring your Instant Pot if you have one. Uh and you can have like quick one cook meals made made from whole foods. So self-catering is really good. I was having a chat with um a woman who who has a vegan cooking school in France and we were having a conversation the other day. Now France is not known to be very vegan friendly. That is changing, but it's just incredible as to how well stocked the supermarkets are for vegan products. So of course you have all of the regular things that you can get, you know, tinned beans and grapefruits and vegetables and all of these kinds of things. But they also have a ton of vegan versions of um, French foods as well. Uh, So they have like what seems like hundreds of different vegan yogurts, uh, different kinds of non dairy milks, and you know, little sort of vegan steaks and things like that. And these kinds of things that we like to use at home because they're quick and easy and, and tasty, and you're not sort of having to have like a bazillion ingredients in order to to make them. And that you don't know, just put them in the pan and fry them up, and they're done with, with uh, a green salad. Wow, you've got yourself a meal! So, so. I would say that in many supermarkets, there will be the basics, um, and you might surprise yourself in that there are, they might surprise you, I should say, in that there will be lots and lots of really interesting uh, vegan products in the supermarkets as well.
0: The other thing I wanted to point out, and I've spoken to many people that I've interviewed over the the show's span here, is that... um, now that vegan has attracted a, a whole new population, a whole new subset, a lot of companies that traditionally had quote unquote vegan options. And now they're like, we have to label the food because we have people that are looking for the label and all along they were vegan and just didn't didn't realize it. And it's kind of adorable to see on many products that you would never go, Well, you know, I I never thought of you as vegan before, but they're like, oh yes, we're vegan now, we're vegan now. And they haven't changed anything except the label. So when you said about going into the grocery store, you might be very surprised, one, at the amount of quote unquote vegan labels. And number two, if you have the time to go through the grocery store and realize there are a tremendous
1: amount of vegan options not labeled as such. I absolutely agree with you. And this is something that we're seeing a lot of companies uh, benefiting from. They're realizing that having something labeled as vegan is really helpful, not just for vegans, but for many people with certain allergies or intolerances. So, by labeling it as vegan, then it's going to be great for the lactose intolerant people. Um, and While I would say the labeling is pretty good in North America, um, in Europe it's, it's next level in terms of them using very standardized symbols to designate whether an item is vegan or vegetarian. So very often you can see at a glance whether it is vegan or not because it has this very distinctive logo. Now I find in North America we still need to check the ingredients at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, often, there will be, you know, vegan on the label, which is great, and that saves saves a few seconds. Um, but I would love to see a more standardised logo where we could just see at a glance. We're not there yet in North America, but in Europe, definitely. Um it's incredible just how many products there are and how well labeled there are, so yeah. All right, my next tip is to get language ready. Of course, this is if you're going to a place where um, English is not not, uh, used widely and on labels and things like that. So I have a couple of little tips for that. So firstly, Google Translate is a great tool now. I think most people know that Google Translate is there and you can type things in and it will translate what it is. And as the years have gone on, these translations have got better and better and better. But maybe people don't know is that you can actually download a language onto your device. So ahead of time, if you're going to Italy, you can search the languages for Italy and you can actually download that. So, you know, then you have it there and it's not going to, uh you're always going to have it no matter what your data is your access to the internet is so that's really helpful and there's also some really cool little things in google translate as well i invite people to go and have a little bit of a play but if you click um there's a little photo page and if you hold it over text um for example uh ingredients of a product it will trans it will translate. Through your camera on in front of your eyes. Okay. So, so you can just hold up your your camera. You can hold up the app to the ingredients list, and it will just translate that to your in front of your eyes. Now, depending on the type of font that is used, um, uh, it will have different varying levels of success. And I will tell you, it's not perfect. But you can very often get a really good sense of what is in the ingredients and of course this is really good for menus as well Um, you can just have a look hover your phone over this and you can get a bit of a sense as to what it is there so that's really helpful and also there's a audio um, function on google translate so you can say something into your phone and then you can um translate it and it will speak it out so you could say for example are there any animal products in this for example if you're in indonesia you're at a, f- a food stall and you're not quite sure you can type that in and you can either give it to them to read or you can play it and they can Um, they can listen. They even have a conversation functionality. So you can be saying something into your microphone of your Google Translate. It will translate it into Indonesian. They can hear it. They can put their um, response in Indonesian, and then it will translate it to English. It's really, really very powerful.
0: Okay, well, I I do want to cut here. I've got about five minutes left, believe it or not. So I know that we have, I think it's one one final tip here. So drum roll please here, Bridie. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I don't so, wanna cut off
1: because I've taken a page of notes myself as I'm sure our listeners will. Absolutely. So my last tip is to use vegan professionals if you can. So there are a few, not many, but a few vegan travel agents around. Um, Green Earth Travel in, the united states is a vegan travel agent uh vegan vacations in in toronto he's a vegan travel jason is a vegan travel agent as well and they will absolutely look after all of your needs of course um very often you're not even paying extra for this service and you can and they will know a lot of the places that will be good fits for you and they will often do a lot of informing of the hotel ahead of time so that you don't have to do that that's why we choose travel agents so that they can really save a lot of time and um another little part of that is to maybe consider jumping on a vegan group tour well vegan travel my company we run luxury vegan group tours but there are lots of others around as well and Traveling this way can be a really, really fun way because you get to travel, you get to move from place to place, and you don 't have to worry about a thing. everything is taken care for, for you, so I would say this is possibly the easiest way to travel as a vegan um, uh, but yeah it 's certainly one that I invite listeners to consider and just going back to the language ready mm-hmm. tip as well, I think I might have one more minute is uh Uh, get a ton, get some really helpful vegan phrases that you will be able to use. If people go to our website and they enter in their details, they get a vegan travel guide and in that is an editable um, language sheet. So you go onto Google Translate, you translate these particular phrases and copy them, paste them into the uh, language sheet, print that out and you've got a great guide that you can pull out at any time. So, that's
0: wow. it. <laughs> Hello, Brady. Thank you so much. Like I said, I hate the thought of cutting you off mid-sentence. That's why I gave you that five-minute mark here. But um, again, co-founder of World Vegan Travel, the worldvegantravel.com, also on Facebook, also on Instagram, uh, has your own podcast. Um, check out the website, if nothing else. I've, I've looked at it all week long here. The pictures, I'm living vicariously through your website on my next travel adventures. But a wealth of opportunity, and I know that myself as well as our international listeners are just going to be so overwhelmed by it all. Um, in the minute minutes of this interview alone, I have a page of notes for myself here, which I will then uh, upload officially onto our uh, uh, show platform and tie it into this week's show as well. But in the meantime, thank you again, Bridie Reed for not one, but two fabulous episodes that we are are going to publish on Vegan Visions and Viewpoints. All I can say is check out, please, World Vegan Travel. And this all ties in together here. But for now, I can't thank you enough here. And uh, if you just stay on the line here, and I'm gonna close out the recording so I can tell you how wonderful you are off
1: line here. (laughs) Thank you Maureen. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I hope it was helpful.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, showcase part two interview with Bridie Reed as much as I did. Uh, Learned tremendous amounts of tips and tricks for vegan travel. Again, uh, heavily promoting the website worldvegantravel.com where you'll find all the social media links uh, moving forward. But for now, uh, you know we're gonna have to close out this episode here. And I, like I said, I, it's been very enjoyable. I always throw this out. Um, if you have any health-related um, interview possibilities, please contact me at my website, MaureenSullivanRN.com. I'd we love to showcase specialty areas of health and wellness um, throughout our our show and our platform here. Again, we're coming to you on Podbean.com, which is the Health and Humor Show.Podbean.com uh, we are also on iHeartRadio and iTunes and Google Podcast and Audible. We're on TuneIn and Pandora and Spotify. I always want to promote my website, as shameless as it sounds, MaureenSullivanRN.com, because everything is tied into that website as well. M-A-U-R-E-E-N, Sullivan, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N-R-N.com. I am a registered nurse. There's links to books there and health blogs and... Social media links throughout the week are also posted there, so lots of fun stuff. Shoot me an email through the website and let me know what's going on. (laughs) In the meantime, show some love to the following people here, Good Music Africa and Shakedown Radio out of Australia, Donna Cavanaugh and the team at HumorOutcast.com, and Capra Garrison and the team at PedagogyEducation.com, which is an online learning campus for nurses to get their CEUs or CNEs, continuing nursing education hours here, which are required for license renewal and specialty certification. In the meantime, as always, as we do every week here, please show some love to the team at UKHealthRadio.com, home of Health Triangle Magazine, and HamiltonRadio.net, out of Trenton, New Jersey, with CEO and founder, Gene Pirro. We would not be possible without the cross-promotions of both of those platforms. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, stay happy, stay healthy. Happy Easter. See you back here next week. thanks for listening and we hope to see you all back here next time for another installment of the healthy humor show for now stay healthy stay happy and most of all stay tuned for the next entertainment packed episode